This is Twenties Inspired. I am on a mission to design my twenties around happiness and purpose through learnings from personal experiences, <laughs> books, podcasts, articles, and talks. I hope to inspire you to live a more happy and fulfilling life, according to you. Welcome back to 20s Inspired. I am so glad to be talking to you today. Whether or not you are glad that I am in your ears again is a different story. I have some exciting news to share. 20s Inspired will officially be starting interviews, which is very exciting. It is the next stage of the podcast. I have already completed one interview with someone who was just absolutely incredible, a whole world of wisdom for so young. So that will be launching next week and I will give a little bit of an intro and everything to do with him on my Instagram. So stay tuned for that. Now today's episode is all about living with purpose in your 20s. Now, there is a lot to say about purpose these days, and I believe for good reason. However, there are layers to purpose that I would like to unpack in this episode. I just want to start off by saying that this episode is not designed to stress you out into thinking that you may need to find your one life's purpose or you won't live a happy and fulfilling life. That is absolutely not the case and also not the message of this podcast episode. Instead, we're going to talk about purpose in a more realistic and relatable way in our modern Gen Z world. That doesn't end with you banging your head against the wall, questioning whether you are happy in your life decisions. Because I have been there, my friends. (laughs) So we are going to dive into some life and work philosophy So get yourself comfy, get a coffee or go for a walk, however you like to listen to podcasts. We are getting into finding meaning in life, how to find a purpose, how different cultures view purpose, health benefits of having a purpose in life. But on the flip side, we are also getting into the stress that the idea of finding your one life's purpose can bring about and how I actually believe that purpose in your work life has been given an unrealistic representation. This is a very balanced episode with some juicy opinions, so stay tuned. So what actually is your purpose? What is this thing that everyone's constantly talking about? In simple terms, your purpose is your meaning in life, your why, the reason behind what you do. As Simon Sinek famously says in his book, Start With Why, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. That is your purpose. It's not what you do in life, it's why you do it. It's not what you do for a career, it's why you do it. It's how it makes you feel and it's having a direction that makes sense in your life and provides you with a feeling of worth, like you are bringing something and like you are needed in life. It's when we feel intrinsic fulfillment from our actions in life. 
Intrinsic means the motivation to do the task comes from within. So the motivation to do the task is not based on others' opinions. It's not based on validation, on rewards, on money, on gaining status. It's internal fulfillment. So purpose will be different for everyone. And your purpose will depend on your individual values in life and what you personally need to feel fulfilled and happy. Having a meaningful life according to science is actually associated with better health, greater success in life, stronger and more stable relationships and friendships, and even a higher income. Isn't that what we're all searching for pretty much in a nutshell? So the fact that purpose actually plays a role in delivering on all of those aspects shows that it actually is incredibly important in our lives. I mean, it does make sense, right? If we love what we do and we are passionate about our journey or career, this can translate into all areas of our lives. If we already feel fulfilled and happy in life and feel like we're on the right path, then of course we're going to be a better friend. Of course we're going to be a better partner. Our cup is already filled. We filled it with our own pursuits in life. So we don't need to get that from other people. We can then give people more because we don't actually need anything from them, if that makes sense. I think we'll also likely try harder in our goals and in the paths that we go down because we're actually passionate about them, which then will obviously contribute to a greater success rate and from that you get a higher income. So I think being passionate about what you do is really important just in all areas of our lives and that's where purpose comes in. If we feel like we are living in line with who we are and enjoy our pursuits in life, enjoy our paths, we will be more happy and more fulfilled overall. I have definitely realized this in my life so far because you're living in line with your values and according to who you are. I think something interesting is that everyone will find purpose in a different area of their life. So this isn't to say that your career has to be the thing that provides you value in life or that brings you purpose. You could gain purpose from other things like being an amazing friend, being the person that spreads joy to everyone that you're with. That I think is a part of my purpose. I really found purpose in different areas of my life through brightening people's days. I think that's what I like to do. So it's not all about what career and what path you go down because I think that is quite overwhelming to place all of this value on your career that it has to bring you so much, you know? Having a purpose is also associated with lower stress levels. You feel more calm and more sure of your path. In his book, Happy Mind, Happy Life, Dr. Rangan Chatterjee talks about the power of having meaning and purpose in your life and how one of the secrets to living a stress-free life is to define what brings you meaning in your life and chase that unrelentlessly, to chase that in all areas of your life. 
I think this explains why when we feel lost or directionless in life, we tend to stress more, or I do at least. (laughs) The times in my life where I have felt lost and not sure where I'm heading, they have been the most unsettling times because I didn't have a clear path or I didn't have something that I was striving for. I didn't really know what I was doing or where I was going in life. It's so clear to me now that in those moments, I was lacking a passion, lacking a purpose in my goals. I was chasing things based on what everyone else was doing. I was trying to define my path and my goals based on other people's definition of a happy life instead of finding my own path and instead of finding what will actually make me feel fulfilled in life. This showed up for me in many different ways all throughout the couple of years following school. I didn't know what to do, so I sort of just followed societal expectations and I followed what everyone else was doing because I thought that that would bring me happiness. But obviously it didn't because I had no idea who I was. A great example of this, I mean, this one's a small example, but it would be my fitness journey. I got heavily into the gym solely due to social media as, shamefully, (laughs) I wanted to look like all the fitness models that we see posing on social media. And I think a lot of us go down this track. And I actually hated weightlifting. I really didn't enjoy it. And ironically, it actually made me more tired. It made me exhausted. It made me grumpy. It made me sore. Not in a good way. My body just really did not like weightlifting. But I forced myself to go down that path because that's what everyone else was doing and that's what my friends were doing and that's how everyone else was going about their fitness journey. Not recognizing the fact that I am not vibing with this (laughs) and it's not bringing me happiness. Also important to mention that my motivation behind the task was all extrinsic, all for external validation. I wanted people to recognize what I was doing. It wasn't because I felt fulfilled in the task that I was doing. So I felt really lost within the fitness world for a couple of months and, you know, chasing other people's goals, hoping that it would bring me joy. Now, it wasn't until I found running and I found Muay Thai that I fell in love with fitness and it's now intrinsic for me. I go to the gym because I love it, because I love the way it makes me feel. I love how I feel afterwards, during. I love the community that I have around it now. So once I found that, I actually found a passion within the sport. I think we can relate this example to having a purpose within all of our pursuits, an intrinsic reason to do what we do. Once we stop catering our path and goals to societal expectations or based on what other people think we should be doing and actually take the time to discover what we personally love and what gets us in a state of flow, I think we can get a lot more joy from our paths. Now, there is a lot more to purpose than just simply loving what you do and being good at it. So let's dive into a few concepts that other cultures have defined as their version of purpose because it does go a little bit deeper. So I want to introduce you to a concept that I absolutely love and it is called Ikigai. Ikigai is a Japanese term which is described as the secret to a happy and fulfilling life. 
So there is an island in Japan called Okinawa where a highly unusual percentage of people live past 100 years old, which has gained a lot of traction over recent years. There is a whole community of people living past 100 and a massive percentage of people in their 90s and they are happy and they are healthy, which is incredible. This island is now coined as the Island of Longevity, where apparently locals refuse to die. And that is a quote from the Japanese government page. So it's all over the BBC and it's been referred to as a guide on how to live a meaningful life. It's also known as the town that has the happiest people from involving themselves in tasks that bring them joy and fulfillment. And this is where Ikigai comes in. So one of the secrets they revealed, the town revealed, to a reporter was the concept of Ikigai. So Iki means life in Japanese and Gai describes your value or worth. So this concept involves four parts. So number one, it includes what you love. Number two, what you are good at. Number three, what the world needs. And number four, what you can be paid for. So all of those together, what you love, what you're good at, what the world needs and what you can be paid for is your ikigai, your purpose. So the idea is that you create your career or role in life around these four pillars to bring ultimate fulfillment and happiness in life. Ikigai is basically a Japanese philosophy for life, a way to find happiness and a way to recognize what you actually want from your work life or even just your life in general. If anything, this does show how important feeling a sense of purpose and meaning in your life is when we look at this town with their incredible mental and physical health. So I think the best way to start with this concept, if perhaps you are in a position where you are feeling lost and you're unsure if you are living with purpose, is to start with the first two. So what you love and what you are good at. This is something that can take years and years of trial and error. I am trialing and failing and learning and that's how I'm sort of finding what I love and what I'm good at. I think when we are lost for a purpose or not sure what our dream job or ideal job would be, we need to go down different paths. We need to not just think about what we could love or maybe I'd like this, maybe I'd like that. Scrap that, actually try it, go down that path learn, see what that path actually involves, see the skills that it involves and see if you love those skills and are actually good at them. Because I think when we sit at home and we ponder and we talk to our friends and we go, what do you think I should do? Or maybe I would like this path. No, that does absolutely nothing for you. You you need to, sorry, you need to go down that path and actually try it. This is my personal experience because I have sat there pondering about what path I should go down and then once I've gone down that path, I've had a whole different world of knowledge about it and then I can actually assess whether I like it and whether I'm good at it. So once you've found something that you love or enjoy and that you are skilled in, you have a passion, bang, (laughs) a hobby. So then we look at pillar number three, what the world needs. So it's then about assessing whether your hobby 
can be transferred into a service that the world needs. So is it valuable to people? Can you help people through this hobby or perhaps provide entertainment through this hobby? There are so many different pillars of service that we can do. And if so, then you find out how you can be paid for it. The being paid for it part will come a lot easier if you already have identified that the world needs this skill. Because then it's about marketing or going into a job with that skill and then you get paid for it, right? So it's a really interesting concept because if you have something that you love and that you're good at, but the world doesn't really need it or it's not really valued in the world, well, then there's not really space to be paid for it. And that's how you identify that that's a hobby instead of a passion that you should pursue as a career. So it's a really good way to wrap your head around your hobbies and your passions to see whether you should actually pursue them as a career or not. Now, there is another concept that I'd like to quickly dive into, and that is Dharma. So Buddhism has a very similar concept called your Dharma. Jay Shetty really explores this idea in his best-selling book, Think Like a Monk. This is an incredible book. There was so much that I took from Think Like a Monk. I highly, highly recommend. Your Dharma is defined in simple terms as your true calling. It's a combination of what you are good at, what you enjoy, and what the world values. So it's quite similar to Ikigai. So different cultures have very similar ways of defining your purpose. And Jay talked about how if you are good at something and you enjoyed it, but the skill is not valued, it may not actually bring you that sense of purpose that you're looking for. So it's a really interesting concept. So both Dharma and Ikigai are very similar and are blueprints to finding purpose and meaning in everyday life. It almost gives us a guidance, a starting point in what a purposeful life actually involves, which sort of gets rid of a lot of confusion around purpose, in my opinion. Now, I do want you to bear with me here because I do have some conflicting views on this concept when translated into the modern day world, particularly the concept of finding your true calling. The last thing I want is for you to spin into a chaotic mindset about your life and question whether you are really happy and whether this is what you are meant to be doing with your life. I think purpose has been wrongfully represented these days into the idea that we are born to do something on this earth and that we have to search the hills of the Himalayas and ride on a donkey's back in the Isles of Greece to find our God-given path. I think this concept around finding your one life's purpose is a source of stress in many of our lives because it has been for me. I mean, I think The concept of purpose is incredibly valuable and obviously so important, so don't get me wrong, but it's how it's been represented in society and social media that I have an issue with. I open up social media these days to see the Gandhis of social media preaching their happiness as they were one of the lucky ones to find their one true life's purpose. Now, don't get me wrong, nothing against those people, nothing against them. I truly believe that 
There is so much importance in having meaning behind our pursuits and living through purpose. You know, this is one of my five core values and one of the values of 20s Inspired, the brand. You know, I don't want to sound anti those people or anti-purpose, but I do think though that there is a psychological danger in preaching to others that they can't possibly be happy in their corporate lives or in their life if they're not waking up in a tropical country, doing yoga, sipping on a coconut and living out their one true destiny. Nothing against the lifestyle and to be quite honest you might see me there in a couple months time. <laughs> But I think it's how the lifestyle is represented online and the superiority complex that seems to come with having everything figured out in your life and having your one true calling. That's the issue that I have with it. So we're going to get into a bit of purpose in work. And I think the stigma around having a purpose and around loving your job because As a Gen Z who has grown up with social media and the instantaneous access to other people's lives, it's been a really difficult challenge for me to come to terms with work life and purpose. The idea that when you do a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life, that does not sit well with me. And I actually don't agree with it, to be perfectly honest. I think it's done me dirty (laughs) in life so far. I think this idea has misled me in my work life to think that if the day-to-day jobs that you have to just get done sometimes start to feel mundane, then you can't possibly love your job. You can't possibly be happy in your job if some days you wake up and you're just not feeling it as much as other days. That if the day-to-day jobs don't light me up or don't provide a constant hit of dopamine, then I'm not living out my true purpose. That is so not true. But that's the idea that we're forced to believe with this statement that if you work a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I want to be a voice to counteract that argument and perhaps lean into the idea that the overall purpose of your work and the meaning behind why you do it, that is the most important. I truly believe that even with a purpose, right, even with a deep meaning behind your work, we all have days where we don't feel like doing it or it starts to feel a little bit mundane and perhaps that lasts for a week. So let's take a job you love, for example. There will always be those moments that don't spark joy. Perhaps there are tasks within that job that you don't always want to do, but it's a part of the job and you always have to just get them done. I think every job involves those few mundane tasks, whether it's admin and you don't like admin, there's always those mundane tasks in every single passion project even. Even if you're an athlete, there will be days where your body hurts and you just don't feel like doing it. That doesn't mean you don't love it. That doesn't mean you're not passionate about it and it doesn't mean you don't have a purpose. Because I have been trapped into this thinking. I've been trapped into thinking that, oh, okay, I'm not enjoying this today. And that really didn't light me up. Wow, this mustn't be my one true calling. And that's not the case. I think that is an unrealistic expectation for our work lives to have. I think it's an unfair expectation. Just as our partners in life can't be everything, neither can our jobs. So our partners, they can't be everything in our lives. They can't be 
are rock. They can't be charming, handsome. They can't love travel and be financially supportive, stable. They can't literally be the funny guy, you know? They can't be everything. Neither can our work. So we can't expect it to. There will be some tasks in your role or days that you don't feel the joy and that is life. That is natural. To expect our work to provide injections of elation and happiness is an unrealistic expectation, which I'm only now coming to terms with. This is what the climate around purpose, I believe, is creating. A bunch of confused Gen Zs who perhaps will enter a job that they do have passion towards and that they do feel a sense of purpose towards, big tick, (laughs) but stumble upon mundane tasks that don't provide that hit of confirmation that they indeed love their work (laughs) and believe that perhaps this isn't their one true life's destiny. I think there are ebbs and flows in life, and I think there are ebbs and flows in work. However, and there, this is a very big however, if you feel that overall you are starting to lose the passion or that perhaps you have lost the why, aka your purpose, then it is time for a reevaluation and then it is time for a change. If the mundane tasks start to outweigh the tasks that bring you joy and that you're passionate about, well, that's a different conversation. So I believe that it has caused me in the past to chase something slightly unrealistic when the first sign of, oh, I'm not loving this creeps in, I must evaluate my life and my life's direction. Look, even with passion projects, they're going to be things you don't love. So let's not get caught up with that mindset. It does not mean you're not passionate. So getting to the end of the episode, I think there is so much value in purpose and living an intentional life. I believe that we can find purpose in many areas of our lives and it doesn't have to boil down to one life's purpose. I think that some people may have that and that's amazing, but a lot of people don't. I think your purpose can evolve and can change depending on what stage you're at in life. For me, when I was working in hospo and even in an office environment, I found so much pleasure in getting to know as many people as I could. To know something about everyone and to make everyone feel important and valued, I wanted to bring joy into everyone's lives. And to everyone that I met that day, I wanted to learn new names every single day. And I wanted to know the barista at the office. I wanted to know everyone. I wanted to know the CEO. (laughs) I wanted to be able to have individual conversations with everyone and to be able to walk into the office. And if everyone was having a stressful day to light it up somehow, that became my purpose. So although I loved the work, the work wasn't my purpose. I found purpose in different areas and that's my purpose in life, I believe. So it doesn't have to be this one soul destiny and you can find it in different areas of your life. So I think that is the important part of purpose that maybe isn't represented in social media. So that's kind of what I wanted to get across today that it's not just one sole thing that is your purpose. It can be many different things and it could be a lot more light than, you know, what we see on social media. And just remember that what you see on social media is not all sunshine and rainbows and yoga behind the scenes, okay? (laughs) So that is the end of this episode. I hope you got something out of it. I hope you enjoyed. 
I would love to hear your stories. I'd love to hear where you're at in your life. If you are searching for a purpose, if you have found your purpose, I would love to hear if that's made you really happy, if it's given you a lot more fulfillment in life. So do slide in. My Instagram is 20s inspired all lowercase. I release episodes every Wednesday morning at 6am and we'll be starting interviews. So stay tuned as of next week. Very, very exciting stuff. So head over to the Instagram if you want to hear sort of who I'm going to get on. And also I would love to hear your recommendations on who you would like to have on as well. The criteria will be people living with happiness and purpose in their 20s and how they're going about their 20s. So slide on in. Anyway, if you could do me a massive favor and leave a five-star rating and leave a review, that would be massive, massively appreciated. If you could also chuck us a follow on Spotify and subscribe if you are on Apple, that makes a massive difference in my little podcasting world. I hope you have a fabulous day and I'll speak to you next week. Bye.